Cobra Kai, we believe anyone can be a winner. All you need is the right teacher. And now, you can be one of our students. Sign up now at our new flagship dojo in Encino, with more locations opening soon. It's a new era at Cobra Kai. Come join us. Welcome to Cobra Kai. Doesn't matter if you're a loser, or a nerd, or a freak. All that matters is that you become badass. Welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast, hosted by AC Cristales and Jose Barron. We're the podcast show that breaks down and shares insight gained from the hit Netflix series, Cobra Kai. Are you ready? Then fall in. Welcome back to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast. Man, we're back. We're going to cover season five. What's up, Jose? Nothing much, man. Just here, getting home, enjoying what is supposed to be fall weather. But as you know, Texas, not yet. <laughs> it's, it is so. freaking hot, man. Yep. It is freaking hot, dude. It's like, what, 96, 97? It's ridiculous, man. Absolutely, man. It's just like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, exactly. What the hell? Over, exactly. Yeah. Hell, what the yeah. hell, man? All right, brother. But hey, man, we're back at it, man. Season five, you know, we came on about two weeks ago, right after it premiered. We did our little review. Now, you know, we've kind of let it marinate. I didn't watch it for two weeks. The only reason I started watching it again is because, you know, I knew we were going to start, you know, covering this, man. So before we get into that, just want to welcome all those who are back. Really appreciate you guys just tuning into us. Again, we know we know that there's a lot of content creators out there, some good ones out there as well. But again, we thank you for listening to us and, you know, just, you know, just again, giving us your time you know, for us just to hopefully make you laugh, hopefully give you some insight that can help you on wherever you're at in your journey. And just talk Cobra Kai, man, because we love doing it. This was a great episode. And uh, yeah, Mont, you want to say something before we get started, man? Man, you know what? I'm just going to echo what you just said. You know, we're just you know, very appreciative to everyone who takes the time to listen to us, man. Like you said, there's tons of content creators out there, but man, we, we really appreciate every single person who just listens to us and interacts with us. And, you know, we're hopefully we can bring it again as we have in the past seasons. For sure. For sure. We appreciate the love out there. We appreciate you guys rating us on Spotify. Appreciate, you know, the ratings on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Appreciate you guys tweeting us, retweeting us, all that good stuff, man. But anyways, that's enough of that publicity. All right. So let's go ahead and get started with episode one from season five. Long, long way from home. Daniel's new ally turned housemate tests Amanda's patience. Miguel searches for his father in Mexico. Terry starts to transform Cobra Kai. Now, as we started last season when we were covering season four, Monty, we're going to go ahead and get started with the three things we love or like from this episode. What do you got? For likes, I'm going to start off with. Uh, and you're probably going to disagree with this first one with me, but I'm going to put the Mexico storyline. I actually liked it. I, I I mean, I see your points, but we'll, we'll get into those as, as we go. But I like the Mexico storyline, the fun way, and think like serpent. Okay, cool, cool. I knew you were going to come with the concept, so I actually brought one concept, all right? So 
I love all the beach scenes, just the uh, the scenery, man. I, I don't know, man. Maybe because I, maybe because it's freaking hot in Texas, man. You know, we're burning our ass off here. So love the beach scenes. Just love the blue water, the white sand, the palm trees, the way it was shot. So enjoyed that in this episode. Love. Here's a theme. Here's a concept. The concept, the theme of no regrets, and love. No regrets, the yeah. Okinawan assassin love that right there okay now an assassin all right brother so what are some three things that you didn't like uh three things i didn't like i'm gonna put the aussies slash point break wannabes uh i'm sorry i had to throw that yeah you go go ahead i was thinking that too Uh, (laughs) i'm gonna go with hector one I, I don't know. It wasn't too, I mean, he was funny, but not, not convincing enough for me. I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm going to go with Sam and I don't, I, I, nothing against Mary Mauser. I think she's great. She's great. But I think there's just some scenes and we'll, we'll talk about it as we break down the episodes where I, I was a little disappointed in her, in her character. Let's put it that way in the character, not Mary Mauser, the actress. Oh, wow. So we're already, um, you know, you said you liked the Mexico storyline. You know, if you listen to our review, our initial reaction, I didn't really dig it. And then you said you didn't like Hector One. That's crazy. I like Hector One. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that. All right, three things that I didn't like. Uh, I don't like when they don't translate the Spanish words correctly. It gets to me, man. You know, so I'm oh, listening. Okay. To, yeah, I'm listening to that. the Spanish, and then you see the the subtitles and like. That's not what he said. I didn't like that, man. Nope. I don't like it's the a slang new- part, you know. Yeah, but still, you know, they gotta they should hire somebody. As much money as Netflix has, come on, man. Shout out some money. Hire us. We'll we'll tell them exactly what they say, <laughs> you know. I don't like the new Cobra Kai font they use on the building. That Cobra Kai font oh, just yeah. looks blocky. I just uh, I don't know. Like, what's up? That I didn't like that. And here, check this one out. I didn't like how they did the elote and the fruit in this episode. That lote bro was just a plain corn on the cob. Where's all the where's all right. the fixings on there, man? Where's you know what do they put on the on the corn? I don't eat Mexican mayonesa, corn. Yeah, mayonesa, where's the mayonesa? Uh, where's the chile and stuff, right? Yeah. And even the fruit, bro. Where's the tahini? You know what I'm saying? So come <laughs> on, you guys are gonna do Mexico? Let's do it right. You see, you see my little. And maybe I was really kind of just really really looking at stuff, but I was like. Look at that elote. Look at that corn. It's just corn on the cob. Like you got it from like Kentucky Fried Chicken or something. That's not like a Mexican <laughs> corn on the cob, man. And even the fruit. You were really breaking that down, weren't I, you? I'm, I'm really breaking that down, bro. Because the fruit, that fruit needs some tahine, baby. Come on. You guys know out there, you listening to us. You know, you eat some fruit, you get some tahine, man. But, and if you don't know what tahine is, look it up. But yeah, man, those are some of the things I didn't like. But hey, let's go ahead and just jump into the episode start us off with your first favorite scene i'm gonna go with the cobra kai commercial the new cobra kai commercial i mean we knew silver had unlimited resources but definitely money was no option i mean you talk about an upgrade and all the technology well measuring reaction time accuracy visual activity what like leg extension muscle response and then that juice bar oh my god i mean and then i like his monologue i really liked his monologue you know that it was playing in the background as as the commercial is going on what he's and i only took down a few i didn't want to you know read it out verbatim but he said karate is more than just a sport centuries of tradition and a rich past that we want you to be a part of the future 
And and here's the kicker that I like. <laughs> I know I didn't I criticized him in episode 10 for his speech after Tory won, but this one I actually liked. You know, and he said in Cobra Kai, anyone can be a winner. You just need the right teacher. <laughs> that was dope. That was dope. Yeah, that was. I love that, man. And you know what? This was I was just blown away by all the upgrades and, you know, Silver's monologue. This was like national team level. We have a World Cup coming on. I, this is something I would expect like a national team to have these types of resources. And now it's just available in a local karate gym. <laughs> in Encino. <laughs> in Encino, right? Was there any, I did have a, just a real quick question, man. And it's real brief. Was there any particular luxury that stood out to you that you were like, damn. <laughs> you know what stood out to me? You know what this reminded yeah. me of, bro? What? It reminded me of freaking Drago, baby. Rocky Four, baby, uh, Drago. Rocky Ford, remember, yeah. remember Drago had, you know, in Russia, he had all the top technology and stuff, man. Yep. You know his where he was training that he had that running track, he had that punch machine that tested his his PSI, bro. You know what I'm saying? That pounds of pressure per square inch, dude. This is like, yeah, this that Rocky Ford was filmed like in the 80s, but remember that they were like making a big deal that it measures how how hard he punches and shit. You know, so I was right, like, yeah. damn, that that's what it took me back. I just started thinking of Rocky Four, man, because. Again, you know, we love that movie. We love when Rocky's training. He's training with freaking in the snow. He's picking up Polly and Duke, you know what I'm saying, and Adrian. And, you know, he's running up a hill. But Drago's training like in a badass place, man. So, yeah, reminded me of that. And I guess it's because I just love that part where, like, you know, they're asking, like, well, what makes Drago so bad? And he's like, look, and he punches and he says this, whatever he hits he destroys so i love that I bro love so that, everything i guess yeah and i guess that stood out to me when you're asking the question when when they are punching and they are doing that you see all that technology and it's like damn dude that's it does all that like this dojo is going to be able to do all that so just you know seeing silver have the most up-to-date technology stood out to me i'm going to echo what you said i love that one line as well we believe anyone can be a winner all you need is the right teacher, man. So I uh, love that they, they were, you know, showcasing Kenny on that. And then even Red. Red got some film time, man. So pretty right. dope opening, man. Uh, enjoyed it, man. All right. So the next one, I guess um, for me, you know, yeah, just showing Chosen. I didn't think they'd open it like that. And if they did, I definitely didn't picture, you know, them, you know, starting Chosen, you know. Uh, I remember when I watched the first eight minutes because I know Netflix re re released the first eight minutes of episode one, like two days before it premiered. And I was like, yeah, let me watch it. You know, you didn't want to watch it. I remember asking you, you know, watch it. He's like, nah, I'm going to wait. But I watched it and I didn't know who that was swimming. And then obviously, you know, he gets out and, and Amanda's like, oh my gosh, you know, she's startled by him. But yeah, so just seeing Chosen, you know, being so coy about it, right? Like it's no big deal. It's no big deal just to walk around naked. You know what I'm saying? Somebody Old else's commando, house. man. Yeah, you know, so that was, it was, you know, just... That was, it's funny in a sense, right? But and then, man, just Amanda, dude, you know, we see that there's still that conflict there. So I put this scene, not necessarily my favorite one, but it kind of set the groundwork for what, you know, these next couple of episodes were going to be about. I did like what she said, though. She said, hey, this should be over. You didn't all valley saw the issue. And I'm like, damn, that's true, right? And I like what she said. Tori and Sam, they fought. No one was hurt. Crease is in jail. This should be over. A freaking Daniel, dude. He's like, no, I got to take Terry, Terry Silver down. So here's my question to you. Why is Daniel so hell-bent on taking down Terry Silver? Because I think it's because he may be focused on what 
his experience was at in during Karate Kid Three, you know, where Silver just tortured the crap out of him. Yeah. Um, and so he's thinking. I think he mentioned that he, or he's thinking that uh, basically that could happen to the kids in the valley, mainly probably his kids, which you know it it could be a possibility. But I, I kind of have to settle with Amanda on this. Like it should be over. And you know what? As we're gonna see later on in the some of the episodes. Silver kind of hinted like, hey, you know, you're you're playing with fire. And I think we saw that in the <laughs> was it in the trailer, yeah, it was right? In the trailer, yeah. Yeah. So Silver was fo- it seemed like he was focused on on his plan and Daniel being Daniel, getting in the way. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. And it's kind of like uh you you're sticking your nose in your business where it shouldn't be in, you know what I'm saying? So right. well, taking it back to this, so I asked you that question, you're like, well, maybe he's traumatized by what silver did to him but what if silver does isn't going to do that to the kids he just wants to have a badass dojo and so maybe it's it's not about the kids daniel it's about your own personal vendetta and this is what i love when amanda said this look i'm not worried about the kids in the valley she said this i'm not worried about all the kids in the valley i'm worried about our kids and i was like hell yeah that's business and that's what i'm saying daniel like look if they're not messing with sam if they're not messing with anthony then leave the guy the hell alone but there's right? something deeper, you know what I'm saying? And maybe it's that revenge. He wants that revenge to make sure that he get he gets back at Terry Silverman. So that's what I was thinking. Like, obviously, we know there has to be some sort of conflict or else there'd be no show. But I'm like, damn, right. why is this dude so hell-bent on taking down Silverman? So anyways, look, man. Daniel, you got to handle business, bro, because Amanda, she's looking good. She's looking hot. Go have some Mai Tais with her, man. Come on. Go have some Mai Tais with her, man. So that's why I put that scene down. Liked it. You know, again, laid. I liked it because it laid the foundation, the framework for the next couple of episodes. So where are you taking us next, man? I may skip around a little bit. Okay. Man. I'm going to go with uh, Miguel and the Aussies. Okay. That scene. And um, again, and I put this because... You know, I like the Mexico storyline. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I have not heard of Cueta. I think that's how you Is say it. Is that how you Cueta. say it? Maybe. So it's C-E-U-T-A. So it's Suota? Sueta? I don't know, man. Ceuta. Ceuta. Ceuta, right? Yeah, because C-E in Spanish is like an S, right? Como like Cesar. So Ceuta, Mexico. There we go, bro. Okay. Ceuta, yeah, there we go. Ceuta, Mexico. And I... Yeah, I saw it in Sinaloa, so we know that's that's cartel country. <laughs> that's freaking <laughs> the Chapo, baby. That's Chapo, yeah, baby. Yeah, <laughs> Chapo, exactly. But uh, so basically, he, you know, Miguel arrives in Mexico. He has no cell signal, and uh, he encounters these Aussie surfers. And they seem friendly, man. They offer to help, give him directions to where he's going, even offer to, uh, you know, give him a map. And uh, But you know where I got a little suspicious when they started surrounding him? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That, yeah. That's when I got suspicious that's when I was that, watching That's that scammers, time. man. You know? Yeah. Those scammers galore in all those places, man. You know? I'm it, sorry to say exactly. it, but that's how it is, man. It's true. It's true. And, like, I like we're talking face-to-face. Ain't nobody needs to come up behind me. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Or even to the side of me. But you know what? Lesson learned. So uh, they seem friendly. They offer to help. However, nothing is what it seems. That's what I wrote down. And pretty soon they ask for compensation. They ask for paper, you know. And, uh, of course, Miguel, rookie mistake. Yeah, sure. Five bucks. That seems fair. And before you know it, he gets hustled. Hey, how much do you want for your bag that he was carrying? Basically, they they 
shoplifted him or not shoplifted him because they're not in a shop. My they bad. robbed him, bro. They robbed his ass. Yeah, they robbed him straight up. Yeah. And then they're like, hey, it's a reward. They try to twist it and say it's a reward. And But you know what? What I like about the scene is, you know, this is a setback. McGill's on a journey, man. And it, he's just determined to find his dad. It's And it's that leadership quality that we've talked about, Miguel. You know, he, he still moves on, even though, let's be real, man, he he, he got hustled. <laughs> you know, he, he, got his, he got taken advantage of, man, but he still kept on going. He's still moving forward. He's still determined in his goal. And that's what I love that uh, Miguel in, in that particular scene. Yeah, for sure. So going, you know, from L.A. to Ceuta, Mexico, by car, 22-hour drive. Now, you know, it's going to be longer on a bus. You know, it's going to take longer. You're going to go through customs. So More stops. More stops. Customs probably going to take you at least, you know, 24, 26 hours. So, yeah, you're talking about determination, man, you know. So, Miguel probably got on El Conejo, right? That's what it's called here, El Conejo. You know? El Conejo, yeah. <laughs> El Conejo takes you from, you know, U.S. city to Mexico. But let me ask you a question, man. You know, your family's from Mexico. Did that place look like Mexico to you? And maybe I'm being too nitpicky, bro, but did it look like Mexico to you? Well, see, my my parents are not from the beach or from the, the coastal region. part okay, of Mexico. Yeah, okay. yeah, the beach, they're more central. But, um, I mean, it was close. I mean, close enough, I guess you could say, to be passable. But was it an exact? I, I would say no, no. I'm just saying because, you know, on some of the reviews that I read, you know, again, you know, critics, man, you know, critics are just like, oh, they're going to nitpick stuff. And maybe maybe I'm becoming a critic. Damn. No, but they were just saying it doesn't really pass for it because we know and, and if people who don't know this, they did not film in Mexico. They filmed in Puerto Rico. So Puerto these Rico, scenes, right? yeah. yeah, these scenes that we're seeing are not really Mexico. But I guess to me, it goes back to the fruit, baby. No, but. Yeah, dude, you know, I put that scene down, too, because, you know, we just see everything that Miguel's going to have to go through and endure from the very beginning, you know, so scammers galore. And it's like that in a lot of, you know, it's not just Mexico, but a lot of Central American countries, South American countries. You know, my mom's from Peru and she says, hey, if you go to Peru, you can't you can't be walking around with with your phone out. You can't be walking around with a nice watch because they'll just come out there and grab it. You know, they'll just take yeah. it from you, dude. You know what I'm saying? So scammers galore, rookie mistake. And maybe that's why Carmen was so worried about him. You know that, Hey, you know, you're going to do something. You're, you're taking on a journey. That's going to be dangerous, man. So, um, yeah, dude, a lot of these scammers, they're just heartless, man. So I put that scene down as well, man, and hated that they had to do it to him. But Hey, I'm glad that they put that in there because that shit right. is real. You know what I'm saying? So that is a reality. Heck yeah, especially for a young, young, young buck, you know what I'm saying? But anyways, my my next thing is Johnny. Johnny in Mexico, baby. So we got Miguel in Mexico. We have Johnny in Mexico with the Mexican Cokes, bro. The Mexican Cokes. So hey man, why are the Mexican Cokes better, bro? Why do they taste better? Because they don't um what's the word? Um they just make them to sit. they don't filter the filter them out is not the right word um god what do i want to say basically they don't they're not as health conscious as over here so like if it tastes good they're gonna sell it you know i, what I heard mean? it not has like, like, like real sugar and stuff like it's, it's right sugar, yeah real yeah. sugar exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah 
<laughs> some Mexican cokes. <laughs> yeah, so just love that, bro. You know, and then el, el masticador candies. You know what I'm saying? And I actually Google that, man, because I'm like, man, where 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 they get that? But I couldn't find anything on Google, bro. So el masticador. And then Cheech, Cheech Aron, Chicharrones, Chicharrones, what's he said? Chicharrones? Chicharrones. Chicharrones, my bad. Chicharrones, yeah. And then, uh. Got some choice supplies for the next leg of our road trip Mexican Cokes. I think here they're just Cokes. Mexican Candy, Chicharrones, and just picked up this badass cell phone. It's got 60 minutos on it, it's like 300 American minutes. Badass phone, 60 minutos. That's like 300 American minutes. He's just... He's like just, it's currency exchange or yeah, something. Yeah, like it's currency exchange. That's funny, dude. And just the FBI shirts, the female body inspector, man. So I was just thinking about this, man. Johnny is like a less offensive Kenny Powers. I don't know if you ever saw Eastbound and Down, man, but... Eastbound and Down, a show on HBO, Kenny Paris. That dude would just say anything that was offensive. So I was like, man, Johnny's kind of like that, man, with the stuff that he says, bro. So, again, love that part simply for the comedy, simply for the badass phone, 60 minutos, uh, minute mi- minute currency exchange. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, dude. That's funny. <laughs> but, yeah, bro, love that part. Where are you taking us next, man? Yeah, and I love that scene too. And I had that down as well, just for Johnny. I put Johnny being Johnny, man. But he's, but you know what, brings the comedic value. Hell always, yeah! Right? Hell yeah! It was funny, dude. Hell yeah! It was. It was it's a good, good scene. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, with. I called it Castillo Escondido, which is Miguel walks into the cantina where he hears and encounters Hector One. I just call him Hector One. Uh, like, I know I was a critic of his, but I just, again, and I'm going to get to why I like the scene at the end, but, you know, uh, he's in the cantina, he hears um, the name Hector, and so automatically that draws his attention. Uh, he goes up, and of course, Pueblo doesn't let him in. Pueblo, <laughs> the uh, that was kind of weak, Pueblo. bro. Yeah, Pueblo. I'm, I'm going to get Pueblo. to that too. Go ahead and watch, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're right. So finally, uh, Hector lets him in and he introduces himself and, you know, asks him about his mom. Uh, and Hector one just kind of laughs at him and, you know, tells him, blows him off, basically, yeah, like tells him yeah. to get the hell out. And, um, you know, Pueblo tries to tries to handle him. And Mi- finally, Miguel, man, I wish he would have done this with the Aussies. I know <laughs> I know um, that could have been done differently, but I, I just, you know, I wish Miguel, uh, he, he basically takes Pueblo down, you know what I mean? Yeah. And demands answers. He gets stern. And then Hector commends him for his bravery, you know, um, but makes it clear that he's the wrong guy. He doesn't know any, and he even kind of, you know, insults Carmen and Rosa. And, um, you know, he, he threatens Miguel and tells him if he doesn't leave that his crew is going to beat his ass. <laughs> no, which, okay, yeah, which I want to talk about that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, which, I mean, that's... That's real shit. Real. If that's it, real. That's that's real. You know, if, if it were, you know, if you're in Mexico and you encounter what appears to be a mob boss or a cartel Freaking boss. cartel, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, they're, let's be real. They're not going to let him walk out of there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Just, Thank you. I'm glad you brought like that, that up, dude. I'm glad you brought that up. Go ahead. I'll, I'm going to let you finish. Yeah. And then th- just to finish off, you know, from a character arc, again, I love Miguel's determination again because that took guts. Let's for real, man, because there was like, what, at least six guys, five, six guys in there in this little circle with Hector, you know, 
and he still went in there. He he asked his questions. He 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 still determined to find his dad. And you know we and this is what I wrote. We know about the criminal element down there in Mexico. No doubt. <laughs> you know what no I mean? No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I'm just um, You know, I'm just again loving Miguel and loving his determination, man. So. Okay. So maybe, man, maybe we're gonna we're gonna see how this story could have been better. Uh, the Mexico story would have been better. But uh, yeah, I had, of course, I had Castillo Escondido on here, man. Hector Salazar. You know, I just love how he talks. El jefe, Miguelito, you know. Se oye, Miguelito. Se, se oye buena la ruca. You know, just, just, I love that shit. I wish they would have translated it correctly. Uh, but damn, you, you're right, man. Miguel, he showed no fear going in the, into that bar looking for Hector Salazar. Um, but I'm surprised, and we're going to talk about this, and you mentioned it a little bit, surprised they didn't whip his ass. Because check this out, man. He comes in there asking questions, you know? Like, automatically, you got to think, hey, who, who does this guy think he is, you know? Freaking Chiva, bro? La, la Chota? Latina? Yeah. <laughs> Latina. La Juda so or yeah, whatever. La Juda, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I think it in La Chota, Latina, man, those are some slang words for, for cops, man. Like, yeah, is this some freaking Chiva, Chota? You know, Latina, La Juda, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, man. Let him put that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man. And even, I, yeah, my mom has said that, La, la Chota, Latina, and stuff like that. But, again... Uh, I like I like that Hector. I don't know. I think I think it was fun. It was it was maybe it wasn't as badass, but it was just funny, you know. And just hearing them talk, cause that's how they talk, bro. Right? You know, I just love shit like that, bro. But I like that Miguel whooped his ass. Yeah, he whooped, you know, Pueblo's ass. But it would have been at that moment, bro, where they would have whooped his ass. Just, let's just be real, you know, because mm -hmm. these these cartel vatos, they don't play, bro. But maybe, maybe, and I put this and I put like a little underline in my notes. Maybe they were being easy on Miguel because he was a kid, you know. So obviously he leaves and you're right. That's where he, he said, hey, you know, you better leave or... Because I'm not, el vato que estás buscando no soy yo, you know what I'm saying? The dude you're right. looking for is not me, bro. And if you don't leave, then I'm going to poner unos putazos. So, you know, I love putazos. I said that last time, putazos, right? Yeah. So he says, chinga tu madre. And in, in here, I'm going to I'm gonna give a specific example of what I mean by the wrong translation. So it says, sobre te chingara tu madre. And in the subtitles, it says, go to hell. Like, if you don't leave, te voy a chingara tu madre. It's not, that's not what it says. It means like, yo, I'm going to F your mother. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, can we get it exactly. right, please? And then Pueblo, I wasn't feeling that. Have you ever heard some dude named Pueblo as a nickname? I nope. don't know, man. So let's, come on. Come on, writers. You could have done better, man. But uh, yeah, Miguel shows some, some courage. But I know this isn't our uh, our section for done differently. But um, how would it have been, bro, if they would have whooped his ass? And then they would have, like, taken him somewhere. And then Johnny jumps, you know, finds him. And then Johnny has revenge. Wouldn't that have been better? I just thought about that, that right now. Better, yeah. I just thought about that right now. 
they would have freaking just jacked up Miguel, threw him somewhere <laughs> like they did. Uh, like they did my boy Eric in a kickboxer. <laughs> they just threw him in the alley. <laughs> <laughs> and then freaking Johnny finds him, dude. Wouldn't it have been yeah. better then? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But anyways, that's the that's the you know that first part of what we see with the Mexico storyline. But I'm gonna kind of backtrack a little bit because there was a connection, and I know you you saw it. So before that scene, um, we see Daniel closing up shop, telling the kids, "Hey, this is done. I'm closing Miyagi Do, but it lives inside of each and every one of you." Which I love, man, because he said, "Look, if these lessons, if you take them to heart, they will always live inside you." Which is true, bro. I'm sure, man, Monty. There's some lessons that you have, man, that you learn from your parents, from your grandparents, from somewhere, bro, that live inside you, man. Um, and then, you know, obviously, Sam, your favorite character in this episode, she's like, "Dad, why are you doing it? It's my fault," and all this stuff, right? And he's like, "No, we got to do it." And then he says, "This, Sam, this isn't tournament. This is real life." Did you get that when he said that? Yeah. Yeah. So he's oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a connection. Oh. That's what Miyagi said, dude. Yes, Miyagi said. Dang. He said, in part son, two, right? In yeah, part two, said, yeah. When he's gonna fight Chosen, he said, Miyagi. Yeah. He this said, Daniel, son, this isn't a tournament. This is real life. So. Daniel, uh, yeah, Daniel taking it from uh, Miyagi there. Man. Good one. There you go, yeah, yeah, man. So I had to put it for that for that connection, and just because of that that aspect of man, just because certain things close down, there's always going to be those lessons, man. And you know, I, I was actually having a conversation last night with my daughter. I was like, "Look, baby, there's going to be a point in time where I'm not going to be by your side every day." You know what I'm saying? And you're going to have to you're going to have to you know make decisions you know, based on the things that you've been taught, you know what I'm saying? And so we talk about that money, you know, trying to instill certain things in our kids, man. So has there been a lesson, man, that stuck with you for a long time that you're like, man, I just, I remember it from when I was a teenager. Has there? Maybe not from when I was a teenager, maybe when I was a young adult. And this is something, um, you know, I, I tell my kids every day, or I used to tell them every day, um, now I tell them every time they're with me or when I see them and, and that is, you know, don't be afraid to fail and don't be afraid to make mistakes, use them as lessons, you know, basically, um, how do I say it? You know, the way I handled failure and mistakes was, was bad growing up, man, it was bad. I handled it terrible, man. And, um, and I just wanted to tell them, Hey, that, that, that's normal. That's natural, you know? Just handle it better, basically. Handle it better. You know, that's the lesson I would say. You know, when they, when, because they're going to encounter failure, they're going to make mistakes. No doubt. And so there it is. You know, there's, there's certain things that just because you're not in the same location and you're not with, around the same people, those, those lessons stick with you. So that's why I put it down. Cause I was like, all right, Daniel, you know, you're right, dude. You're closing, you're, you're closing up shop. But hey, you know, if you, if, if those lessons that you taught these kids, they really take them to heart, they'll always live inside them. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I put it there because I, I feel the same way. There's certain things, man. I mean, I, I started, you know, um, I, went, I start, started going to church when I was 13, 14 years old. And there's things that I learned, you know, at that church when I was 13, 14 years old that I still, you know, keep keep inside my heart. It's like my faith. It's like the, the foundation of my faith, man. So that's what I meant by that, man. So uh, love it for that. Because again, just because you're not there anymore, or just because you don't, you know, go to that place anymore, doesn't mean that those lessons stop living inside you, man. So Miyagi-Do is still on a mission, man. All right. So we're going to go to the next part. And where are you taking us? 
the next scene I'm going to take you is uh, this is Daniel and Chosen, and it's from the trailer. Uh, this is where, you know, Daniel explains to Chosen what they're up against, which is basically AKA Terry Silver, you know, and, um, and, and you know, Daniel tries to tell him, you know, this is why we're here. He couldn't stop uh, Cobra Kai on his own. And to end this, we need to, <laughs> I love this because um, <laughs> Daniel is, is saying, you know, to end this, we have to cut the head off the snake. And I love Chosen's response, man. He just brings out the size, bro. And then Daniel, of course, freaks out saying, you know, not literally cut his head off. <laughs> that he wants to expose Terry Silver. So basically that's his plan is basically to make, uh, to basically bring out the Terry Silver he knows that he's encountered. And, um, you know, and I, and, but he also, he's, he's cognizant of how smart Terry Silver is and is that it's not going to be easy, that he's always going to be two moves ahead. And I just love Chosen, man. He's like, you know, he brings it, man. He say, he says, yeah. Hey, whoa, no, no, no. I didn't mean literally cut his head off. They're not for cutting. They're for blocking and stabbing and crowing and gouging. Okay, still, please, put him away before Amanda sees them. What I meant was we need to expose Silver for who he really is. Then his students will see the light. The problem is Silver may be crazy, but he's not dumb. He always thinks two moves ahead. We have to be careful with this guy. No, Daniel son. He must be careful with this guy. Take me to Terry Silver. Take me to Terry Silver. I don't know, man. He just killed it. I just loved it, man. Chosen right there. Yeah, he was badass, I, I, dude. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. Yeah. yeah he, he, was he, was, he was badass. He was like, no, Daniel son. He must be careful with this guy. <laughs> I love that shit. That was I good. Yeah. That. yeah. So yeah, his confidence, man, pulling out the size. He's like, it's for stabbing, for clawing, for gouging. Yeah, dude. Automatically, man, he's just captivating the camera, bro. You know what I'm saying? He's just capturing your attention, man. And so yeah, chosen. We see, like, again, we were excited about him coming in. You know what I'm saying? When we saw uh the cliffhanger at the end of episode episode 10 in season four and now just seeing him in action it's like all right hell yeah man chosen's gonna bring it so definitely i had that scene down as well uh little did we know that the size were gonna be uh something that was gonna be uh, throughout the whole season right so obviously you know we're, we're discussing this already knowing how the whole season plays out but yeah chosen pulling out the size for the first time again little did we know it'd be something that would be a running thing throughout the whole season but yeah love it as well um i'm gonna go ahead and take it back to just uh real quick i want to talk about this so johnny's plan and that's what i got it listed right so there he's in the car with robbie and you know robbie's pissed because johnny was up front with him as to why they were going to mexico i can understand that but I love this as well. Johnny wanted to bond with Robbie. But not only that, he also wanted Miguel and Robbie to squash their beef. So he has that that agenda there, not only for him to get closer to his son, but also, you know, he knows what he feels for Carmen and he knows that he sees Miguel as a son. So he wants both of them to be cool. So I like that as well. You know, and then we get some more comedy aspect, right? Johnny, he, like his whole plan is I'm going to look at a Mexican phone book, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> what, how's that ever going to work, bro? So wanted to put that out there as well. Uh, but the next scene to me, bro, um, is Miguel, is Miguel and Sam, 
You know what I'm saying? So let's get into that. Maybe this is where you'll tell us why, you know, Sam was one of Sam and her character or one of the things that you just you disliked. So damn, damn, that's what I'm going to say. Damn, damn, Sam was rewatching the fight, bro. Wanting to get better. I dig that, bro. I like that, man. I do like that. Oh, yes. yeah, that was dope. And then Miguel calls. And then it's just, <laughs> I just, I'm going to go straight to the point, you know? She's like, that's why you're calling? Sam makes it all about her, you know, and they're going back and forth like, thought you'd be in my corner. But what about my corner, you know? So, man, I was just thinking back. I was like, damn, there we go, you know? So who gets presidents, right? Who who gets who gets first attention, Miguel or Sam, the man or the woman? This is like a million-dollar question. And you know what, Monty? There's no right answer, bro. You know what I'm saying? But who gets presidents? Who who gets more important? The more, who's, Whose issue is the most important, right? The man or the woman? And obviously... Miguel's like, look, there, and I love that he said this, there are more important things than karate. Yep. But I don't like this. Saying hangs up on him, dude. Like, what's up, what's up with that? Like, yo, what about my corner? So I, I can kind of feel Miguel there, bro. And I remember when when I first uh, started watching season five and I, and I texted you this. I'm like, yeah, what, what about, why are you making it about you? This dude is going on the journey to find his father to discover himself. And she's worried about, hey, do you want to know who won between me and Tori, man? So right. I love it because, you know, you get it's real shit. That that's what happens in relationships. You know, who who is more whose issue is most important? Whose family is most important, right? There's people who there's there's couples who, you know, like, why we gotta go to your family today? Why we, you know, real shit. So that's why I like it, man. Did you like that scene as well? Yeah, I definitely had it down. And this is yeah, this is mainly one of the reasons why I was a little disappointed in Sam's character. The character, let me clear yeah. that again. Yeah, yeah. Not Mary Mauser. <laughs> no, we know that everybody and, everybody does a good job, man. Yeah. Yeah. And uh but yeah, she just totally made it all about herself. And um I, I agree with what you said. I love Miguel's line, you know, there's more important things, you know, that Miguel's dealing with a family issue. And I, I mean, I, I'm not trying to knock Sam's issue as well. I mean, it's it's legit in a way. And but I think at this point they should just kind of they should they could have just handled it a little bit better, in my opinion. Kind of been a little bit more sympathetic to what each other's going through. And but you know, in relationship, there's always bound to be conflict. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And someone's and always that, gonna someone's always gonna be like, "Yo, I should be more important." <laughs> that right? Sucks, yeah. You know, or my family's supposed to be more important. It's like I'm speaking out of like, you know, because I know. No, I'm just I'm just blessing. But yeah, bro, it's always gonna be like, well, no, my issue is more important, or 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 my, you know, and it's that's where the whole compromise. You're right, bro. That's where the whole yeah. compromise has to come in and be like, okay, you know what? Let's just let's just step back a little bit, but. Obviously, we're talking They're about... They're young. We're, yeah, there we go. We're talking about 17, 16, 17-year-old kids, man, in this series, man. So, yeah, where are you taking us next? Are you taking us to the real Hector, man? The real Hector? Well, I kind of mentioned it just a little bit okay. in, in this episode because I said that the big three or the writers, you know, they let they left a little red herring in the background while Miguel and Sam were on the phone. Yeah. And, you know, I... I initially caught it when I was watching it in real time. I was yeah. like, wait, there's there's a focus on 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 the guy back there and behind Miguel. And I'm like, really? Could that be? Yeah. And then, of course, um, you know, it'll go on. It'll explain a little bit further as we go on the scene. But um, I I added that to my Sam and Miguel scene. Yeah, me too. That, me the, too. You were, the, he saw his dad left. for sure. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Sure. But uh, but the next scene I actually want to take you to is kind of like a two parter. Okay. I called it uh, Cobra Kai slash Kim Soo Young. Oh, um, okay. 
you know, and this is where Daniel and Chosen are basically scoping out the new Cobra Kai uh, dojo. They're sitting in the parking lot, and Chosen notice notices Silver sparring, which, in a way, is a connection to Part Three. Because remember when uh, Kree shows up to see Terry Silver and he's sparring with these two guys uh, in like his mansion <laughs> somewhere, <Yeah. laughs> and um, it was just a similar way. But Chosen makes the observation about his fighting style, and he's and he says the name Kim Sudo. And then I immediately love how the big three or the writers just incorporated the flashback to part three. <laughs> yeah, <it was> badass. <laughs> you, you know when Terry Silver arrives at uh, at Miyagi's house. And he bows. <laughs> and he bows, yeah, saying that his master from Korea sends his apologies or something like that. And I love it, man. This is why the big three are so great and they're so brilliant, man. They found a small line from part three and they just made the whole story into it. It just connects. And this is why I love this show, man. And um, I just never thought that that little line could be incorporated or can be given context like it has in Cobra Kai. And then, of course, it shifts. After that, you know, it shifts back to Daniel's house and then Chosen Strice starts to tell Daniel, you know, that his uncle Sato, Sato, we got a mention of Sato. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, didn't talk much about Kim Soo Young, and, but hated he was him. angry hated towards him. him. Right? Yeah, yeah, he hated him. and But he taught many uh, American soldiers the style, what was it, Tung Sudo? And then uh, and Chosen tells Daniel that it's controversial, right? And Daniel's like, what's controversial about it? And I love Chosen. He's like, let me demonstrate. <laughs> and he just, he like does that uh, bow and then just, you know, goes for the throat and stuff and takes him down. <laughs> and basically Chosen explains it. You know, it's based on deception. No honor, no mercy. No mercy. Yeah. And, I, and again, this is Chosen again, killing it, man. I love it, man. I like his quote that he tells Daniel. If Silva is student of Master Kim, we must be careful. All direct attacks will be recognized. I don't want to attack him. I want to expose him. To catch Serpent, he must think like Serpent. We will use his style against him. How will we do that? To catch Serpent, one must think like Serpent. And we will use his style against him. Oh. Just love that man, and it's just great to hear the backstory about Silver Increase's teachings. But uh, just chosen killing it, and the little backstory about how Crease and Silver learned karate or who they learned it from, yeah, you know, and how they you, you know what you're right, and how they took it from from part three and they brought it in to you know Cobra Kai now, you know what I'm saying? Who would have thought, right? Of course, when we watched right. part three, that little scene, even Daniel was like, Oh. That's for real. You're, you know, he said that, right? right. He has chosen like, that's yes. for real. He's like, I thought it was just a made up lie or whatever. So that was pretty cool, man. So you said you liked this at the beginning and, you know, I saw you light up right now. And obviously people listening to this podcast, they can't see your face. But tell me why you like that to catch serpent. You must think like serpent so much. Tell them, tell the listeners why you like that. Because basically you have to get into the enemy's mindset to defeat your enemy okay I, or at least that's that's what i took yeah, from it for sure for sure yeah definitely you know you gotta you gotta be able to think like a serpent to, in order to take down a serpent right you can't think like or a, that yeah that sounds better yeah <laughs> yeah i mean yeah so for sure for sure all right well definitely like that scene as well you covered it great i'm gonna take us back to this 
Johnny and Robbie, you know, you know, he got to the, he tells the whole story about how he got the van. Cause Robbie's like, how'd you get this van? Oh yeah. He's like, look, man, he's like, I was looking for you. And again, you talk about the tie-ins, right? And I think, no, I know, I know we've mentioned this before, how the writers, you know, they always tie in things that, that have happened, whether in previous seasons or in the karate kid films. So I love that they tied it back. So Johnny gives a whole story, right? Of how, hey, yeah, this is what we did. You know, we were looking for you, me and LaRusso. We you know we took down these guys in the chop shop. You know what I'm saying? So I love that, man, because again, a lot of the time, all this stuff can just be like it happens and it's never mentioned again. You know what I'm saying? So I love that the the writers brought it back. And I also love this part because I love how Robbie. You can see his face. He can see that because of Johnny's action to actually go out there and look for Robbie. He's like, man, damn, you know, Johnny does care about me, right? How the hell did you get this car anyway? I went looking for you. After you went missing, me and Larissa tried to find you. We found this hunk of junk instead. We found some pissant driving it instead of you. We chased him to a chop shop. Ended up fighting the douchebags that stole it. I had no idea. I know I haven't been there for you, Robbie. More times than I can count. But I've also failed Miguel. Hell, I'm the reason he ran off in the first place. And so I love this part. And this is where my my one of the things that I said that I enjoyed. This is where I got it from. Johnny says this. I know I haven't been there for you, Robbie, more times than I can count, but I've also failed Miguel, and I'm out here trying to fix my mistakes so I don't have to live with regret. So that's what I said, bro, no regret. You know why, man? Because to me, some of the two scariest words in the English language are what if. What mm -hmm. if, man? You know, what if I would have apologized? What if I would have taken that job? What if I would have given it my best here? What if I would have, you know, applied to school here? What if I would have taken off to school here? Dude, that sucks, man. Living with what ifs, you know? And so yep. I always say don't live with the what ifs of life, man, you know? And if you can fix your mistakes, then you do it because you don't want to live with regret. You hurt somebody, go apologize. You know, you, you know, just so that's why I took it, man. It really spoke to me, man, because it's just like, yeah, what if, man? I hate I hate living with the thought of what could have been different if I would have done something different. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I put it. Johnny's out there saying, look, man, I know I messed up. I haven't been there for you, but I'm trying to fix these mistakes because I don't want to live with the regret that, hey, I had the opportunity to do something and I didn't get to do it, man. So what do you think, bro? We bring it. We bring in that heat, baby. <laughs> Yeah, you bringing it totally, man. I love what you just said, man. You know, uh, about apolog uh, apologizing for making a mistake so you don't live with the regret, you know. So, yeah, that's true. So that's 100 right there, man. What's the cliche? Um, live with uh, memories, not regrets. Hell for sure, man. So, so um, if you can limit your regrets, man, you're on a good course. Exactly, brother. So, exactly. So I, I love that scene for that. I think that really just spoke to me. I didn't really catch it. Again, obviously, we were watching it for the second or third time. And when I saw it, I was like, man, so that's a pretty dope scene. Because, again, it's that bonding, right? It's 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 mm -hmm. Johnny, you know, showing his maturity. He's starting to mature, man. So I love it for that, brother. All right, where are you taking us next, man? Uh, I'm going to go with Johnny versus the Aussies. 
Okay. That's All right. the one. Yeah. So Johnny arrives at the bus stop according to his plan, you know, and um, he asks about Miguel. They direct him to the Aussie surfers. And um, <laughs> Johnny being Johnny, man, I like this line. English? Australian. Australian. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> Only Johnny, man, bringing the comedic value. And then, of course, Johnny describes slash asks about Miguel. Again, the Aussies playing their game, man, playing their scam, playing their hustle. They offer to help uh, like they did with Miguel. And then again, they're surrounding him. And some guy tries to lift Johnny's wallet while he's, you know, trying to get the directions. But Johnny doesn't fall for it. I love that, man. And then he calls him out on the scam. He's like, what is this? Giving me a bum address? And, <laughs> you know, why you try to lift my wallet? And, um, and, and then, of course, uh, you know, the Aussies try to be all confident. He's like, look, I'm going to get your money either way. And then he drops either the easy way or the fun way. <laughs> and it's it badass, dude. I like how Robbie, uh, you know, Johnny starts getting into him or he, first he says something about like, you know, he's going to shove the surfboard so far off up his ass that uh, his buddies are going to be surfing him. Yeah. And then they just get into it and they start fighting. Robbie comes in and helps him out. Um, and I love the little music playing in the yeah, background. Which yeah, you know where it's from? Desperado. It's called La, La Cancion de Mariachi, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> hey, how to put Cancion it. del Mariachi. Cancion, Cancion del, del Mariachi. Mariachi. Yeah, I was like, man, where's that yeah. from? Yeah, Desperado, Antonio Banderas. Desperado. Yeah, I like that. So, yeah, I just love the tag team fighting, Johnny bringing the comedic value, and the Desperado music. It was just a perfect scene, man. For sure, it. for sure. Hell yeah, bro. You explained it perfectly. Cancion del Mariachi's badass. Adios, dickheads, right? So I love that. Yeah. And love, again, it kind of ties into what I just said, right? You know, Robbie and Johnny having their moment, having their bonding moment. And shit, what better way to bond than sometimes than just throwing down with your with your amigo, with your compadre, you know what I'm saying? With your son, with your family, man. You throw down, you're in it together, man. Chingasos, so, bro. Exactly, brother. So here's my question to you. What do you think changed Robbie's mind, man? Because he was ready, he was pissed. He was like, Man, I should be with Tori. You know what I'm saying? Tori looking good and stuff. Like, what am I doing here with with Johnny eating masticador? So what do you think changed his mind and you know helped? Robbie decided to stay with Johnny, help him find Miguel. I think it was that scene that you just mentioned. And when um, they were changing what it looked to be like a flat tire. And um, I think Robbie was noticing that, you know what? Johnny cares about me. My dad cares about me. And he's here with me. Yeah, he's here to find Miguel, but he's also here with me. You know what I mean? And I love, and of course, I tie it back to the moment they had at the end of um, season four when at the Cobra Kai, at the old Cobra Kai dojo, you know what I mean? And um, just how they embraced and Johnny, you know, just basically, you know, affirms that, you know, he's, he cares for him, man. So, so yeah, that's, that's what I, what I think is causing Robbie to kind of now see it, finally see that, you know what? My dad's here. And maybe he doesn't want to live with regret either. You know what I'm saying? Right. What if he? What if, what if he's thinking, man, what if I don't give my dad a chance? You know what I'm saying? So what if he doesn't want to live with regret? That's what I'm saying, bro. The theme, no regret. All right, brother, I'm going to take us to 
Hector, the real Hector, right? The real Hector Salazar, right? He didn't seem like a st- he didn't seem like a bad guy, bro. He looked stand up. You know, he's got a little kid, he got his wife. I will say his wife could have been hotter. I will say that. I'm sorry. Like, can we go? <laughs> can we go back to the casting couch? It could have got somebody hotter. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. My bad. Whoever that you know actress is, on. I'm, I'm just my bad. My bad. Anyways, but uh, hey, what's up with that Barcelona soccer ball, bro? They could have uh, picked another one. Come on, hey, why didn't they pick like? Tigres or something. Who's the team out in Sinaloa? What team do they got on that side of Mexico? They have a team called Culiacan. They are from Culiacan, somebody, Sinaloa. Right? Los Dorados. Okay. Los Dorados, yeah. yeah. could have got them or something, man. But hey, that's where or I know Real Madrid, in my opinion. <laughs> PSG, baby. All right, they could have. But this is where I first saw that Lote, bro, was playing. I'm telling you, man. You ain't corn like that, man. And no tajin on the fruit. Come on, riders. But like yeah. In Mexico, not in Mexico. Not man. in Mexico, baby. They load that up with all that mayonesa mm-hmm. and chile and mayonesa. all that stuff. Chile, Chamoy, everything, bro. Come on. But yeah, so we see Miguel. He's following them. Again, I think this was one of my gripes, and we'll get more into it on the next episode. But who, who, this Hector Salazar, like, what is he? You know, I don't think we even really find out what he is, what he does, how he got bad, why he's bad. Uh, But he didn't seem bad to me. And I'm going to let you, you know, elaborate on that if you want. But Miguel saves his kid. You know, she's like, oh, Salas is a mi hijo, you know? And so automatically, again, kind of quick to me, but I understand they got to get through the storyline so they can get back home. I understand the writers, why they did it in two episodes. Uh, And then we could get the whole thing, have dinner. We insist, like, okay, you know, and I already kind of, you know, talked about that. But if you didn't listen to that in my initial reactions, I'm like, ah, uh, you know, I don't know. But yeah, I, I can see the whole dinner thing. So yeah, you know, I, I'm still with that, I guess, because I know what happens next. Uh, but I love this, this little line. He's like, this is strange. I feel like we've met somewhere before. That was pretty dope. And then he's like, yeah. tonight, your family. Uh, so yeah, I like it. Again, I'm, I'm conflicted with it, man. I'm conflicted with the scene. Um, but yeah, tell us, tell us what you thought about it. I liked it, you know, because again, to me, it's kind of like a, I don't want to say it's a misdirection, but it's like this dude, Hector, seems like a stand-up guy. He doesn't seem like the jerk, the bad guy that Carmen painted him out to be. So what are your thoughts? Well, here's the thing. I actually thought it was great misdirection by the writers. Okay. You know what I mean? Making us believe that um, Hector was not a bad guy. Okay. Like what Carmen experienced was like totally different and i was like really they're going that way again this is in real time we haven't seen an episode two yet so. no and i'm th- I, I even even when i saw it the second time i'm like he i'm still thinking like dude this seems like a legit dude he's you know walking yeah. with his kid you know even the other guy you know um even the other guy that when he was taking out the trash oh it is it is muy bueno uh Hector. right he say something like that it's you know you're real nice is what the translation was but yeah, I mean, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. So yeah, he's a misdirection, and I don't want to jump into episode two. Um, no, not but, yet. but yeah, yeah, he he does seem like a good guy. And you know, I thought it would have been a. And again, I'm we're skipping. I'm skipping ahead a little bit in the done differently category. But I thought, <laughs> you know, when you when you mentioned that line, you know, today your family, I, ah, I think that would have been a good opportunity for him to tell him, I'm your son, I'm Miguel, you know. But that's 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 uh, a whole nother so <laughs> can of worms. Hey, it, it is it is mi papa. Soy tu hijo. Yo soy tu papa. Or you know, it is mi papa. It is mi papa. Ben Stiller. So, uh, but no, I I I love the misdirection there from the from the writers, and um, you know, I just, I wish they could have revealed maybe a little bit more of 
how Miguel knew that his name was Hector Salazar and where yeah, to find okay. him. Okay, thank you. I, that, thank that, that, that was just a little bit, but you. I still I was still okay with the storyline though. <laughs> All right, brother. Where are you taking us next, man? We're almost done, right? We're almost done. Yeah, yeah. We're almost done. Like yeah. a couple more scenes. Um, I'm gonna go with Johnny and Robbie at the beach, man. Okay. Uh, you, you know they're um, they're icing. They're using the Mexican cokes to you know cool. I guess put them up against their face or their head after they're to you know ease their bruises or something like that. And of course, Johnny's saying this trip was a disaster, but Robbie disagrees that they had a good story about out of it and um you know johnny kind of tries to tell him you know what your bus is here you know he kind of tells him you know hey if you want to leave you can leave but robbie decides to stay and of course you kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier you know maybe he maybe he doesn't want to live with that regret and um wants to make things right and uh and wants to help he offers to help that's what i liked about it because he took the map from the aussies and said X marks the spot. So I love this scene because they're bonding, bro. Yeah. Johnny and Robbie are bonding. Great scene too. The location. The shot. Yeah. The I love it. The we beach scene. The yeah. The, the sunset, yeah. right? The, the sun is setting. Yeah. Hell yeah. Exactly. Hell yeah. So I love all that, man. The bonding, the shot, the location. Yeah. That and, was pretty know, dope. Just, yeah. I just envisioned myself, me and my son having a moment like that, man. You will, bro. You will. Hell yeah. You will. Yeah. You will. For sure. You will. So no I doubt. love that. No doubt. Shit. I need one like that, bro. I don't even have a son. Just put me out there in the beach and give me a corona or something, brother. For real. <laughs> so, hey, I'm taking it. I guess this is the last scene. So it's kind of like a voiceover with Silver. Uh, I love this, though. Mai Tais. There you go, Daniel. Heck, yeah. Handle business. Drinking Mai Tais with Amanda. <laughs> and then Silver. Silver's business. You know, again, I'm not going to read the whole monologue, but I love this line. Right now, we're strangers. But I can tell you, we won't be strangers for long. This is the start of something special. For everyone else, it's summer vacation. But for us, the real work is about to begin. For everyone else, it's summer vacation. For us, the real work is about to begin. So, all right, so we're bringing it. But I love this, man. More than anything, Chosen, baby. He's infiltrating, baby. He's infiltrating. He's there, man. And so that's pretty much how it ends. You know, Silver's giving this whole monologue, you know, voiceover while there he's talking about, hey, you know, I got to pay. I want the best sensei, so I will pay better. I will do better. But first, you have to prove yourself in the way of the fist. And then we see freaking chosen and i'm like man i'm ready to watch episode two but before we get in i let you talk about this you know this scene because i know you have it down as well can we get some better names for these dojos crunch karate cutting <laughs> edge karate come on writers you you're disappointing me i we love it we love it badass show but yeah. there's some questionable stuff there did you catch that i was like crunch karate what the hell is that oh. I caught some of them, but yeah, I, I yeah, think it I was, was crunch karate and cutting edge karate. Like, come on. Cutting you know. edge. Yeah. All right, brother. Tell us about that scene. I know you liked it as well. Yeah, I, I love it because of the monologue. Terry Silver's monologue, man. Uh, what did he say? I'm going to ask you to do more of what's expected. 
and I'm going to pay more yeah. than what's expected. <laughs> so that was tight, bro. I just love that. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, because this is how the scene ends. So I love the little cliffhanger, and you know, you see, you see the back of what a character or someone that he's talking to at the end of the line of the senseis. And then of course it camera turns and it's chosen and we're like, dang, you know, it just blew me away. And I want, I'm like, I'm ready for C episode two. So this is again, something we talked about in our predictions, those storylines, man, that's what got us hooked. So when I saw that, I was like, Oh, so this is what chosen's talking about how he's thinking like a serpent. So he's going to infiltrate himself you know, into Cobra Kai. So I love it, man. Chosen kills it and Silver killed it right there with the monologue. That was badass. So, You're right, bro. I didn't even, I didn't even put that together. The whole, you know, think like a, defeat a serpent. You have to think like a serpent, but I love it because I just didn't see it coming. I didn't see freaking yeah, Chosen. I didn't see that either. Chosen, you know, infiltrating and, you know, so that's badass. I like that. I like that. Definitely love that storyline and definitely, it got us hooked. I'm like, yo, let's watch episode two already, man. So there it is, man. Anything else from episode one? Oh, no, man. It's, 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 you it's know, it, it went by quick, right? It went by quick, <laughs> it laid the quick. foundation in. And, um, you know, it, 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 if anything, it got you ready for the next episode. Hell yeah. That's Hell yeah. For sure. For sure. All right, brother. So let's get into our categories for those first time listeners. We have some categories, just things we want to talk about uh, with regards to this, you know, episode. So our first category is the run it back scene. Run it back scene is a scene that you would watch over and over again, whether on YouTube or you just, you know, go ahead and get on Netflix. Like, yo, I just want to see this scene. So Monty, what's your run it back scene? For me. And again, it's because. I have a son and I like, I, I, I'm a movie buff fanatic and I just love the Johnny and Robbie bonding at the beach scene. That, that, that was my favorite scene in this episode. Okay. Very good. I have Robbie and Johnny as well, but I don't have that scene. I have Robbie and Johnny kicking ass, tearing up the Australian <laughs> crew, man, the Australian and the scammer crew. That's, the that's pretty fake badass. Point break. Fake point break. Yeah. War child, <laughs> fake war child, baby. Cause they, they ain't even on the ex presidents, baby. They are not on the ex presidents. <laughs> all right. <I'm> so- <laughs> <laughs> nah, let's not do my boy, Patrick Swayze like that, man. They're not, who was it? Who's the uh, ex president's crew? It was, uh, Bodie Roach. Roach. <laughs> and, and, um, uh, I, I didn't get that other guy's name. Man, it's been so long, but let's not do them yeah. like that, bro. Yeah, it was War Child and some other whack-ass guys, man. <laughs> All right, brother. What's your favorite quote, man? So best quote, best dialogue exchange to you in this episode. I'm going to go with Johnny, man. And um, you touched on it on this particular scene, and it's where I'm out here trying to fix my mistakes so I don't have to live with the regret. That's why you and me were so cool, baby, because I put the same one, bro. I'm out here trying to fix my mistakes so I don't have to live with regret. Love that shit. Feel that shit. All right, baby. All right. Here's the here's the other category that we started doing last season. Back to the writer's room. So let's say we're the writers. We want to, you know, change some things up. We want to add some things. Um, where are you going, man? How would you change it? What would you do differently in this episode? For done differently, um, I'm gonna go with this is the when when they meet each other, Hector, the real Hector, and Miguel, and 
uh, you kind of mentioned the line that Hector said today, your family. So they invite him to his home. But how about instead? Because that that is, you know, I started to think about it. I mean, if and I'm putting myself in Hector's place. If somebody saved my son, you know, yeah, I'd be extremely grateful. Extremely grateful. Don't get me wrong. But I think I would invite him to a restaurant before I invite him to my house. Thank you. Like. Unos tacos. Thank you. Yeah, this vato has the all this money. This dude has all this money. Right, we're gonna go to the best steakhouse here in. Yeah. You know, Ciuta. What do we say? Ceuta. Si, Ceuta. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what you would do. Forget the house. Yeah. We're gonna go to the restaurant, get some shots of, uh, you know. Tequila. Yeah, tequila. Uh, well, yeah, whatever they have. They're probably something better that we don't even know, man. That's, <laughs> yeah. we, it's, they have some tequila that no actor has gotten yet. You know how these actors, man, they'll like go to Mexico and put their name on there and start selling here in the States, man. Uh, Terramana. Anyways, uh, yeah, back to the Rogers room for me. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Yeah, you know, every actor has tequila now. Casa Amigos, George Clooney, Terramana, Dwayne Johnson. It's all good, baby. Uh, back to the writer's room. So I had it very broad. I just put Mexico storyline, but, uh, in talking about it, you know, discussing it with my boy, my boy, Monty here, I'm like, you know what? I would have done what I said in the fight. So when Miguel goes in there, Hector Salazar jacks him up, his crew jacks him up because he's asking all these questions. They're thinking he's, he's part of La Chota or something. The police, they jack him up and maybe you do it like that. They jack him up. They throw him out there. And what if they threw him out there and that's when Hector Salazar, the real Hector Salazar or his dad, Hector Salazar, walks by and helps him? What if they do it like that? And that just changes it up. You know what right. I'm saying? So I think, I think, yeah, it was badass to see Miguel going in, inside a bar. He has courage to do that. But, oh, man, you know, you, you're, you're going to charge up. You're going to talk shit to some cartel guys. They're going to jack you up. So I'd change that up. I would have changed that up. You know, me. It is what it is. All right, baby. CK3 or CK3 are our MVPs of the episode. So CK3, MV3s. Who are you going with, man? Who are your top three characters from this episode? I'm going to go with Johnny, Chosen, and Miguel. All right. Very good. Johnny, Chosen, and Miguel. All right, brother. I'm with you with Johnny and Chosen, man. Hell yeah. You know I love Chosen. Hell yeah. You know I love Johnny. (laughs) You know who I'm going with? Who? Oh. I'm going to the first Hector Salazar, baby. The first Hector Salazar. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not lead, baby. <laughs> La Ruca, bro. I just, I love La the Ruka, Spanish, yeah. bro. I love the Spanish, baby. I love it. I love it. Got to give it up to, to my boy. Because you know what? You know what I gave it to him? Because we ain't ever going to hear of his ass again. So there you go. First Hector Salazar, you CK3. All right, brother. On a scale of zero all valleys to five all valleys what are you rating this episode i'm gonna give it a four man i I was i was invested in all the storylines from start to finish yeah for sure i'll give it a 3.75 mexico gets a little minus (laughs) 0.25 off but yeah it's good it's a good episode definitely uh definitely had us hooked you're right man had us engaged and we were ready for episode two and that's what we're gonna do for the next episode so hey man as we finish off we just want to thank you guys the listeners for listening to our podcast we hope that you've taken some information that we made you laugh and that you even heard something like damn i didn't even see that in that episode so thank you again for listening mont what you got to say brother again you know just to echo what you've been saying man thank you again 
for listening and uh we really appreciate it and we hope you'll continue to listen and follow us and you know interact as we break down the rest of the episodes of this amazing season amazing piece of brilliance from the big three for sure it's it was an amazing season and we're we're gonna have some fun we're gonna have some fun talking about it even as we're talking about it right now i'm just like as i listen to you bro i'm like damn i didn't catch that and maybe you like you didn't catch that either or, or you forgot about it like the whole hey this is this is this isn't tournament this is real life so just stuff like that that's that's the cool thing about talking about it so thank you guys so much for listening again you know you can follow us on spotify you can follow us on instagram on twitter you know we have you know our social media for those two uh, uh social media platforms also if you're on apple Podcasts, you can subscribe to our podcast so you know when the new episode hits so again just thank you for listening to us continue to share the podcast interact with us hey man we love it we love when we get you know tweets back or people reply to our stuff it's it's just it just feels cool to know that hey there's other people who love cobra kai like us and are listening to our show so we thank you for that but we'll be back we'll be back we're gonna try to do this consistently this time and man as long as we have breath and we can do it we will do it because cobra kai never dies never dies